Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God is good. And all the time. And that's his nature. Yes, that's how amazing it is to serve the Lord when you're still young, to serve the Lord when you grow older, to serve the Lord, you know, every time. Amen. So we've been talking about the doctrines. Um, uh, literally, we've been going through the foundations, okay? And there are the different things that Pastor Alex has been teaching us and the different pastors have been teaching us. And then uh, last week, we began on the doctrine of baptism. Praise the Lord. The doctrine of? baptisms. And then we saw different types or different forms of baptisms. And we went through that. For those of you who did not go through that, please go back on YouTube. You'll find it there. It's there. You go through it and understand. Praise the Lord. And so we realized that one of the key things that we carry from there is that baptism was a way of public declaration. Identifying with a specific association. Praise the Lord. And then you realize that unless you are baptized, you could not identify with a specific what? John the Baptist came to preach repentance. His baptism was for repentance. And then after he's baptized Christ, we also see Jesus, he did not baptize anybody. But his people went on baptizing. Praise the Lord. So that you could identify with the teaching of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. But then everything changes after the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen. We now see that we are no longer just baptizing just for the sake of identifying and associating only. But it's now carrying a greater meaning or a greater significance in our lives. Praise the Lord. So that's why we see that the Christ baptism starts marking a very different Thing all together for us. Amen. We acknowledge the fact that we died with Christ. We were buried with him and we resurrected with him. Praise the Lord. And so that starts defining us as Christians. Now we can boldly walk. But then the trouble is also that some people were baptized without knowing why they are being baptized. I also got to realize the reason as why we, some people walk into some churches and then they first get water and sprinkle. I got to understand that, hey, they are declaring something. Praise the Lord. Now, today we want to look at part two of what we have been learning. And we are still continuing because there are seven. So today I want to look at two. Amen. We understand that when we are baptized, we are immersed in. But also we understand the word baptize or baptizo simply means to be washed. So when we are in must, that one we, by water, the church does that. Amen? The church, we go to learn that the church baptizes you. So today I'm going to be looking at the baptism into the body of Christ. Baptism into the body of Christ. First, when we look at the baptism of Christ, when we look at ourselves being washed, being uh, dipped into water or immersed into water, the men and women of God, women of faith or men of faith are leading us to that, that they can get us and immerse us into water and we are out. And we are like publicly declared, 
I am a Christian from this day. Praise the Lord. So wherever you see me, I am a Christian. You start identifying with Christians, all your works, all your behavior, everything around you, all that. You are a Christian. It's like you write a very big, bold billboard over your head and the whole thing's like, I'm a Christian. Where you go? But is that how we live our lives? Or we are Christians in church? And then outside, we are different people. Praise the Lord. So when we look at the baptism into the body of Christ, we look at it in this way. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 through 14. For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body being many, praise the Lord, as the body is one and has many members, mark those words, amen, but all the members of that one body being many are one body. So that means they are one. Your leg, your toes, your hands, your head, your eyes, your nose. All of them are members of one what? Are we getting the point? And then it continues and says, so being many are one body, so also is Christ. Christ is, he's completed, eh? one body. Let's mark this very well. Praise the Lord. Then it says in verses 13, For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body. By one spirit, not many spirits. One spirit we were baptized into one body. Whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. Hallelujah. Are we getting those words? So 14 says, For in fact, the body is not one member, but many. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The baptism into the body of Christ. We have been talking about the body of Christ. Okay? When we are taking the Holy Communion, we talk about the body of Christ. Amen? The Bible says that you, you, you must be born again, born of the Spirit and of water. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And you must into the body of Christ. Amen? But today, somebody says today, understand this what the scripture means. For as the body is one and has many members, the body is one and has many members, we ought to be baptized into the body of Christ. But this is what the scripture is saying. But all the members of, the one, of that one body, being many, are one body. Also, so also is Christ. For by one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. By one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. So, last week, we were seeing that you were baptized. Somebody 
baptizes you so that you can start associating with a specific group of people or with a specific teaching. Are you getting the point? That is done to you by somebody. That is why someone will get up and say, I'm a Catholic, because you are baptized by somebody into that. Praise the Lord. Now, we will stand boldly and say, we are Christians, we are following Christ. I'm a born-again Christian because I've been baptized and I associate with the teaching of Christ, whatever it is. But now, the Bible is telling us that for by one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. So, this baptism into the body of Christ is not done by any human being. It is done by the one spirit, and that's the spirit of Christ. That is the Holy. Are we getting the point? So, what does the Holy Spirit do? Praise the Lord. So, what we are referring to here as the body of Christ, we are referring to the church. Praise the Lord. Are we getting it? We are referring to the what? The church being the body of Christ and not only the city, but every church that has taken on the baptism and say that we associate with Christ. We become one body. But these bodies are different parts or different members. Members of one body. And so Christ is one. Christ is not divided. The legs and arms and, and the head and the eyes and cannot be separated from him and thrown to the other side. Then that is not one body. The members are scattered. But in his interest, he would like to see the entire body of Christ globally into one body. But this baptism cannot be done by a man or a woman. It's not done by the pastor. It is by the Holy Spirit, the one Spirit of Christ. Praise the Lord. So every believer in Christ has got to be baptized into the body of Christ. And so that is why it is paramount or very important for each one of you to understand that you must belong to the body of Christ, to the church. Whichever church it is, it is the work of the Holy Spirit. Are we getting it? Praise the Lord. So that is why you will find yourself, you say, I am running to this church. I am running to the other church. I'm running. And you don't find the peace because you are trying to place yourself. You're trying to do the work that is not meant to be yours. Your work for the moment that you are baptized, the moment you are born again. And remember, it is the spirit that convicts you and opens your eyes to Christ, that I need Christ. You don't take yourself to church. You don't take yourself to be baptized. You don't take yourself unless you think, oh, I enjoyed the music. I enjoyed everything. And you just got up and say, I need to be baptized here. Praise the Lord. There is an emptiness that happens when this is done. And you feel like I have to do it by myself. Because it is the Spirit of God that has to take you. Remember the scriptures tell it to us very clear. And this makes it very clear for me now. The scriptures tell us that I will take you one from a city and two from a family. And I will take you to Zion. Like it's not your work. He's doing it him. Are we getting the point? 
That's why, let me tell you one thing, Christians. It is very dangerous for a Christian to keep staggering and start thinking that you can stay away from the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Fellowshipping. That because you are joined into that one body, you begin to fellowship with your brethren. Same faith. You are in one accord. Because it is the work of the Spirit of God, the work of that one Spirit, then you find deep inside of you, you have a craving to be with the brethren. Amen? You begin to have a longing to fellowship with your fellow brethren. And not only that, you begin to become so, yeah, you become so hungry and so restless when you see something that is happening to the body of Christ that is not supposed to. Like some people behaving in a certain way. You become so restless because there is a knowledge that comes to you that there is a oneness that needs to happen. You might not understand it, but you start feeling deep inside of you there is a oneness that ought to happen. That I need to be part of this church. That's why when you are baptized into the body of Christ, you are not first to point out to other churches and say, those ones, those ones, those ones. Because something deep inside of you starts communicating that you are one body. Praise the Lord. So that's why when you are at the city church, you want to be really part of the city church. Do you know which part of the body you are? Do you know which member of the body you are? Your eyes, your head. I mean, if you read the scriptures and you continue reading it down, the scripture tells you very clearly, can the body ever say because the head is not handsome or rather beautiful? I don't know if the head can be handsome or beautiful. I don't know. Praise the Lord. Because maybe the arm is too short, you are not part of me. Praise the Lord. The scriptures, Paul is continuously explaining something to us here and he continues to tell you that you are one, that you want, you worked in togetherness. Now, why does Christ liken us to the sheep and not the snake? Don't you see that the sheep walk together? They move in a flock. They eat or graze together. They have one shepherd. And they, now this is what makes, makes it very clear. The Bible says that my sheep know my voice. And they hearken to it when I call out. So when you are not part of the body, even when he calls out, you don't know. Because you don't belong. Because you don't know whether you're the arm. You don't know whether you're the leg. You don't know whether you're the eyes. You don't know whether you're the nose to smell. You don't know whether you're the tongue, you're the ears to listen. You, you get the point. My sheep know my voice. So now when you're baptized, into the body of Christ, you start understanding your relevance in the body of Christ as a member of the body of Christ. Praise the Lord. But also we understand very clearly that being members of this one body, we are not the same. We are different. And because the Spirit baptizes us into this one body, it's going to bring to you someone who is just hard-headed. One who is too talkative. The other one who is one who is swift and another one who is are you getting, who take their time, they think about it. But we are one what? Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. 
We all come to this one body with different manners. Hallelujah. And it becomes his work, not your. It is his body. Imagine you are the body of Christ. And maybe he's feeling like an itch this side. He wants to scratch and the arm is missing. Eh? You are the arm and you're missing. Praise the Lord. The arm is watching TV. The arm is online. Praise the Lord. So the body of Christ that we are referring to today is the church as a complete body of Christ. Which part of the body are you? Do you see yourself as the body of Christ? Praise the Lord. Because of this knowledge, you come to understand that you belong to a specific group. Just belong to a specific church. And if you are of the city church, you belong to the city. Like this belonging is brought about by the Spirit of God. And the city church in itself is not the complete body of Christ. We also become members of the body. But your time and your service here at the city church completes us. We also stand as a complete body of Christ. In this setting, praise the Lord. Because if you look at Luzira itself, you're not the only people. It's not the only church. We have other churches. When we talk about the hand, the hand goes along with fingers. The palm and the what? The fingers. So if the hand itself is having no fingers, it's still incomplete. There must be fingers. Okay, let me say the city church is the hand. You are one finger, the other one is another finger, the other one is a finger, the others are, are fingernails. Hey, because each has a function to, to play. And that's why God requires us to be in that unity, united as a one body. And that's why he says, a body can, I mean, if the hand starts slapping the head and all the time slapping the head and all the, I mean, th there's a problem. The head will tell the hand, please. Be disciplined. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, my father is an orthopedic technologist. And one of the things I have known of him, he amputates people. Praise the Lord. And just imagine, and this is, this is a very strange thing. You are a living part of the what? Of the body. My father makes non-living parts of the body. Eh? If you lose the leg... If there is a cancer eating or something and they recommend it has to be cut off, his work is to make sure it does what? And he will create for you another leg. But this leg doesn't feel. Praise the Lord. It doesn't take you where you want. You have to make sure you, you tell the leg, I want to go to this side. So you are the one who pushes it to that. Praise the Lord. But now, because this is a living part of it, it takes me where I want. I don't tell it now, walk like this or do like this. No. It has its own system. The Lord made it. Praise the Lord. He made it. So wherever it, if it's moving, if my head just says you need to run. You get it? The leg gets the communication. And before you know, the action begins. Praise the Lord. And that is how the body of Christ is. Amen. So you have to understand that you are part of the body of Christ. And you have a specific role that you're playing within the body of Christ. So you have to be baptized into the body of Christ. You cannot remain outside of the body of what? 
No, Rachel, you can't stand up and start saying, ah, for me, I go there when I want. The body cannot do as it just wants. There is a coordination that happens to the entire members of our body. And the communication brings coherence in how the body operates. Praise the Lord. And so that is how the Spirit baptizes us into the body of Christ. You can't stay and do the things the way you wish. Say today, you know what? You guys, the city church, yes, thank you. You've given us online. I can't come to church. I can't. You are fellowshipping with your computer and fellowshipping with your phone. The fellowship is not real. Praise the Lord. You, 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 you are not connecting. When Fee is here at round table and telling us, welcome, 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 all you will be saying, yes, yes, yes. But there are certain things you won't feel. Now if you say, yeah, if you're excited, the other side, even the emoji does not show. It, it will just try to. But nobody will feel what you're feeling. Praise the Lord. That is why it is important for us to connect to the body of Christ. Wherever the Lord has placed you, you have to understand that God does not make a mistake to make you part of that body. There is no part of our body that asks us, why am I on this body? Just imagine your eye gets up and says, but Dennis, why am I on you? I was not supposed to be on you. I was supposed to be on mommy faith. Hey! Oh, it moves alone. Hey! You just, just imagine finding a body that is moving, eh? Like a leg is moving alone on the... What would you do? You run away. Why? It is supposed to be on a body. And that's how we are. You split from the body. You become what... <laughs> I don't know how you would call it. You are a member just like... Either it's the arm moving by itself or the leg crossing the road. Imagine you find toes jumping everywhere and it is crossing the road. And everyone's like, what's wrong with that? They run away from because whose leg is this? Praise the Lord. So that's why I was telling you that the Lord likened us to the sheep. The other day we were having a conversation and said, if you find someone's sheep just moving by itself, you can't beat it and kill it. The best we do is like, eh, shh, shh. sending it away. Try to find your owner. Praise the Lord. If we found a snake, we don't ask. You are not going to ask, whose snake is this? The next thing you see is heavy stones. <laughs> you don't even come close. You stay in a distance. Get the stone from wherever. Eh. Even when it's dead, you want to dead it more. Praise the Lord. You get paraffin, eh? Praise the Lord. You want to forget about it. No one asks, where is my snake? Hey! Because the sheep belong to a flock. And the owner of the sheep know each by name. And the sheep know where they belong. They don't just go and sleep. Where do they where, where do they sleep? Where do sheep sleep? Do they sleep in a hut? Do they sleep in a crowd? Do they sleep in the fold? They know their sheepfold where they belong. If you let them, they will just go. Because I'm looking like this for me, I belong to Luzira. But all it knows that uh -uh, it knows that the, the sheepfold is in Mutungo. So even if you found it at the roadside here, it will look for where Mutungo is. 
by instinct. Something just will direct it to where it belongs. But a snake, even when they have given birth to a snake, they don't breastfeed it. Eh? Once a snake has hashed out of the what? The egg. If it cracks and it comes out, all it does is, shoo, the mother is here, the other one, we don't belong, we don't belong. We don't belong. Everyone for himself. But the sheep eat together. They move together. They grow together. You get the point? They live together. Praise the Lord. It is hard to find a snake coming from one hole and another snake coming from the same hole and another one coming. No. One snake in that way. Because I believe when they are together, they will just eat each other. Praise the Lord. So you are a member of that body. You ought to belong. That's what we are saying. You have to be baptized into the body of Christ. And the Lord himself will take you where you belong. He will join you to the body in the member as you are. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are we still together? There's going to be so many questions that people will be wondering like now. What about these people who ABC like this? What about you? I always say one thing. We, have a bless, we are blessed here at the, at, the, at the city church. Praise the Lord. We are so blessed that after every sermon, you sit down and dissect it on the, at the round table. So if you have questions, make sure they come for the round table. Praise the Lord. So many Christians believe or think they don't need the church. Because now we have so many windows or so many sources of teachings. I can relate with that. I can do like this. I can do. Praise the Lord. You need it. If you understand that you are part of the body, you are a member of the body of Christ, you need a church. You need a belonging. You need a sheepfold to which you belong. Praise the Lord. You cannot grow independently. You can't grow what? Independently. We grow together as members of this body. When he communicates, the communication comes from the head and it flows throughout the entire body. Praise the Lord. And so that's what God expects us to be. We are to be baptized. Being immersed in water is not enough. You have to be immersed into the body of Christ. You have to be immersed into the body of Christ. Not just simply as a body, as a figure that you see, but as his entire body, the church. And together we make a complete body of Christ. That's why you see there are some gaps sometimes. We have gaps and you are the body that is running away. That has perhaps amputated itself. You are the hair and you're making us look ugly. Praise the Lord. Hey, don't you know that beauty is here? Eh? You get a lady and you cut, you just, just get a scissor and pass it. And you see what, she, if she doesn't unleash, fire! <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, as we are immersed into the body of Christ, amen, as we now come to a place where we understand that we have to, have to belong to the body of Christ, amen, we need to... Now, when we understand that we need to be plugged in. If you are the missing arm, you've got to be plugged in. Go back to your sockets where you are. Praise the Lord. 
If you are the tassels, the bones there, plug in. Praise the Lord. So that the work of Christ, the, the work of God to save humanity completes. Amen. Amen. And then we also now, when we look at that, we are also looking at the baptism with the Holy Spirit or the baptism by fire or of fire. As we know very well that when I, when I began talking, I told you that water baptism is done by the church itself. They immerse you in water, they do that. But then we now come to understand that baptism into the body of Christ is by the Holy Spirit. And the baptism with the Holy Spirit and by fire is done by Jesus Christ himself. Hey, are we still there? You are baptized into the body. But now we are saying being baptized into the body is not enough. As a Christian, you've got to be baptized with water. Baptized into the body. And then baptized with the Holy Spirit himself. And so the Holy Spirit baptizes you into the body of Christ. And Christ baptizes you with the Holy Spirit. With the fire. Praise the Lord. So be, this is very critical. Why? Because it is our way of empowerment. We all know that the Holy Spirit is the one that empowers us to do what God has called us to do. Amen? So... When we read in the book of Acts chapter 1, verses 4 to 5, Acts chapter 1, verses 4 to 5, he says, And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Amen? So Jesus Christ has got to lead us to the place where we are baptized with the Holy Spirit. Now friends, remember this. For you to repent, it is the work of the Holy Spirit. On your own, if you say, they don't choose, they don't choose. I'm not going to do this again. I'm not going to repeat doing this again. I'm, it's, no. When we ask Mr. Lubega, the witch doctor who gave his life to Christ in Iganga, I was interviewing him. I was talking to him. I had very lengthy conversations with him. And he said, from today, I don't want these spirits to ever come back to me again. I'm like, okay. I took my time. I left him. We did other things. I went back to him. And I told him, what has God done for you? He said, from today, I am speaking to you spirits that have been disturbing me for all this time. I don't want you to ever come back to me again. So I realized I was like this guy. And he told me, tomorrow, pastor, I am going to be in church before eight. And we thought it was a joke. He was there. He moves a very long distance to come. Praise the Lord. He was in church right before eight. And he sat comfortably waiting for the moment. Like he just felt like my life is changed. My life is changed. That cannot be the work of man. That cannot simply be the voice of Pastor Alex teaching there. And then this man runs. No. Because nobody preached to him. Nobody. He just felt the voice telling him, go to where that voice is. And he walked over there. Praise the Lord. 
And so by the time he reaches, so we get to realize that the Spirit of God leads us to repentance. The Spirit of God leads us to confession. The Spirit of God is the one that gives us the boldness and the courage to stand up and we say, Lord, today I give my life to you. It's not your strength. It is so intimidating and very, very difficult to rise up and stand in public and do that. Praise the Lord. So the baptism with the Holy Spirit is very important for us because it is the empowerment of a believer or a Christian. It is only that we as Christians are able to stand up. We see it there. Jesus Christ says, for truly John baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And as a Christian, this is something you have to yearn for. This is something you have to crave for. You cannot be just a mere church attendant. Without the Holy Spirit, you become a church attendant. Without the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, you are merely a church attendant. Things don't make sense to you. When things are happening, you're like, oh yeah, that is for them. Because you are not yet baptized with the and the feeling of the Holy Spirit is not a one-time thing. So when you're being filled with the Holy Spirit, it is again and again and again and again. Praise the Lord. And yet you carry the awareness that I'm filled. Being baptized with the Holy Spirit is a one-time thing. Like you are baptized and yet continuously you are filled. I get to the point. Continuously you are filled. Praise the Lord. When we look at the book of Acts, what happens to them is that when they are filled with the Holy Spirit, things begin to happen. When they are baptized, haha, Peter is no longer the same man. Amen? Peter is not the same one. At first, he's like, let's pray in this room. Let's be in this room. Let's be in this room. We pray until the Father sends the Holy Spirit. When the Lord sends the Holy Spirit upon them, they are filled. But immediately, they are baptized at the moment. And when they are baptized, Peter is coming out and saying, Ladies and gentlemen, don't think we are drunk at this time. Hey, that's not Peter. We all know the guy was a timid guy. This guy, he looks at everybody and he knows I'm not qualified. I've not gone to school. I'm just a fisherman. That's the craft I know. Praise the Lord. Now, ladies and gentlemen, in Matthew chapter 3, verses 11, says, Indeed, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. Okay? But he who is coming after me is higher than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. So that's why we come to see that Jesus Christ is the one that baptizes us with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Praise the Lord. And then he says, you are able to identify yourself with Christians. When we are going to lay hands on the sick people and to pray for them, and we say, please, get that guy. Pray for him. You're like, Pastor, when you still have that and you're feeling like I can't do it, ah, for me, I'm not getting ah, for me, it's like something is missing. It's just a sign enough for you to know that something is missing. It is still Dennis walking, it is still you walking. It is not him, he has not yet baptized you. You have to be baptized. Where the baptism of the Holy Spirit comes, the first sign for you to know that you're filled with the Holy Spirit is speaking in tongues. You're speaking in tongues. That's why Pastor Alex insists that we speak in tongues. Praise the Lord. In Acts chapter 2, they spoke in because they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And because they are baptized, 
Now, let me tell you what happens. We are filled with the Holy Spirit to carry us from one point to the next assignment. You have an assignment. The Holy Spirit empowers you at that moment. He fills you up. You do that assignment. It is done. That's why that the arm does not stay stagnant. You cannot be short forever. It keeps growing. It keeps growing. My arm is not the same as my son's arm. It's not the same as my daughter's, my feet. You know, they look at you, they're like, Daddy, why are you so tall? But the next day, he also comes and says, this trouser is not fitting me. He doesn't realize that there is growth that is happening. Praise the Lord. And so that is how the body of Christ is. We keep growing. We can never remain. But that growth is not brought by the fact that we are just, it is brought by the Holy Spirit. He fills you up. When you are baptized, you are marked. Nothing can ever take you away. You are baptized. You are forever engraved. You are His. Praise the Lord. And the moment of when the Holy Spirit is filling you, He's like, Michelle, there's an assignment for you to go to Kasokoso. He knows very clearly, Michelle, yes, Michelle has been baptized and everything, but Michelle, at that moment, she's not equipped and He's going to fill you. And it's going to take you to Kasokoso. When you finish the mission in Kasokoso, you're like, Father, I am done here. What next? That is not you speaking. That is the Spirit of God. Praise the Lord. That's why you ought to be immersed in the Holy Spirit. Baptized in the Holy Spirit. The fire. When, when, when Reinhard Bonke talks about the, the, the evangelism with fire, my friend, it is... <laughs> It is not because he has mastered the art of evangelizing with what? No. The Spirit of God has filled him up. He's fully baptized that he can carry on. The boldness, there are things that we have to carry. That's why I, I would like to encourage you here. Let me just, I'm going to read something here from this book. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is actually what activates the gifts and the call of God upon our lives. Praise the Lord. Most often, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is associated with the gift of speaking in tongues. While it is true that most people who are baptized in the Holy Spirit will speak in other tongues, not everybody will speak in other tongues. Praise the Lord. When they are baptized in the Holy Spirit, we will, and then it says, the baptism of the Holy Spirit activates the gifts of the Holy Spirit in your life. Do you get the point? The baptism activates the gifts of the Holy Spirit in your life. Amen? If you are an usher, you can pretend to smile and someone will just realize she's pretending. But if it is that gift that God, the Lord has given you a gift to, of smiling, you smile. And everybody, man, it affects everyone. So like that smile, even from a distance, even someone who was just bypassing the road and just going, because they say, I have to go to this church. Because the Lord is equipped you to bring his people to him. The baptism of the Holy Spirit. Like you, they're telling you, let's go for door-to-door -door evangelism and all the kind of, you're wondering. That's why it's important for Christians to pray without ceasing. We have to pray. We have to seek him. We have to, you know, we have to again and again and again be filled, be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. The work of God is not interesting at all if you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit. It's not. It's not. It's boring. It is hectic. 
It is difficult. It is hard. Praise the Lord. But when He baptizes you, when He fills you, praise the Lord, you'll be surprised. Have you ever seen people who give their lives to Christ and the hunger that they have, the zeal that they have, is just beyond what you can explain? And they are running like crazy. There are people who give their lives to Christ at that moment. They are baptized immediately. Praise the Lord. Because there is a calling on your life that is activated. You become empowered to do that which God has called you to do. That is why when you find yourself seated in church and you're contented to just sit in church, I said it, that you should watch out. You should seek him. You should seek the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Because you need to rise up beyond that. A Christian, it is not normal for you as a Christian to just sit and watch things happening. You being the part, if you've been baptized into the body of, the, of, of, of Christ, you've got to be an active member. But being active is not by your own doing. It is by the power of the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. And I know that there are so many people in this room who are saying, Musumba, for me, I've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit. For me, I don't even know. Okay, these things, yes, they are being taught. They are all that kind of stuff. But I want to assure you, friends, that you cannot do anything without being baptized with the Holy Spirit. You can't. You can try. You can try to do it the way you feel like, but you can't do much without the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. I'm going to conclude and just read through Acts chapter 2, and we see something very, very quickly there, and then I will be concluding. Praise the Lord. In Acts chapter 2, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. They were being baptized with the Holy Spirit at that moment. Divided tongues of fire. What does fire do? That's, honestly, if fire is ravaging a space, does it just go and say, I am fire and I am eh? When you see fire, even your reaction. Now, one time in the night, a dog came and caught fire. In the middle of the night. So, it was like a dream. The other side was so bright. Then we're like, what is this? Who is lighting up this whole place like this? So, I jump out of the house only to reach there. The whole kennel was on fire. Good enough for you to put a dog inside. It was on fire, like blazing. The glasses in the kitchen were all like, breaking out because of the fire. Praise the Lord. Good enough, the Lord woke us up early enough to, to catch up before it, it spread. But when fire catches up a space, everybody's terrified because fire is not a joke. So when you're baptized with fire, hey, even men who find you, they're like, who is this person? Where does this man, where does this woman come from? Because the fire does not stop. You can't quench it easily. But you can't decide to. Praise the Lord. And yet when the fire catches up, nothing is left unturned. Characters of men, whatever word you speak pricks them. The Bible tells us here in Acts 2 that they were pricked so hard that when, they, when, when Peter spoke, these guys were being pricked, they pierced, they felt the pain. They felt like they said, what can we do? 
What can we do? But these are people, just the day before everyone's like, <laughs> look at those guys. What are they doing there? And they said, because the Spirit of God had not yet baptized them. The Lord had not yet baptized them with His Spirit. But the moment the Spirit, you're baptized with the Holy Spirit, that is exactly the fire. It releases the real you. It releases the lion that you are, that God has created you to be. And so when you're doing anything, even if it's art, praise the Lord, even if it's art, it is not the ordinary art that people see. Something is different because it is the fire of the Spirit of God that is leading your heart. Praise the Lord. That is why it is important for each one of us members, everyone in this house, you ought to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. You cannot serve God when you're not baptized with the Holy Spirit. That is why you keep complaining when you are given an assignment. It becomes a complaint. Because you are not baptized, it is the strength of Dennis at work. It is your energy. It is your skill. It is your money. When you are baptized with the fire of the Holy Spirit, you are craving for what is the next what is the next? The priorities of heaven become your priorities. Praise the Lord. These things, let me tell you, these things don't just happen because we want, because I, for me, I woke up on the good side of bed today, now I want it to happen. Like, no. Yearn for it. Cray for it. Jesus tells the disciples, wait. You cannot begin ministry. You cannot enter into service when you are not baptized. He says, wait until I send my spirit. Praise the Lord. We need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We need the baptism of fire. If we are to do exploits, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is very key and very important for you. I said it is not enough for you to come and sit in church and feel contented. You ought to be uncomfortable when you see your life is not moving towards the direction of God. You have to be uncomfortable. If you are comfortable, something is not right. Praise the Lord. As we conclude, I want to take up a moment and ask somebody. You have been in church. You have never been baptized. You have been baptized, but you have not been baptized into the body of Christ. You need it. You need to be baptized into the body of Christ. Praise the Lord. You've been baptized and you're saying, I think I have not been baptized with the Holy Spirit. You need that baptism. Amen.